everyone welcome to ryan rants the solo pod i am ryan alexander back here with you for my second installment of my new pod and just wanted to take a second to thank everyone who reached out last week for uh my official return to to ns9 and uh listen to my debut pod where i ranted about the rays and uh talked to mitch keller in there too so appreciate it glad to be back I hope to keep up uh, these short, entertaining, uh, ranty pods for you each week. So uh, let's get right into uh, this week's rant. And uh, this week's rant is something that if you followed me on Twitter or even back in the early days of NS9, I've been (laughs) ranting about it for a long time. It is the MLB blackout policy, the archaic policy that they have still in place that I thought was going to be ending possibly before opening day this season. It didn't end up ha- uh, happening, but um, with the news that the regional sports networks like AT&T Sports um, are going bankrupt, go figure. Why are they going bankrupt? Because everybody's cutting the cord for cable. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like they, they just announced that they will be broadcasting, they will be covering the Pirates games uh, for the rest of this season at least. Um and then hopefully they're done. Hopefully MLB steps in and, and takes it over. But the, the blackout policy, it's just so outdated. It needs to go. I can't believe it's 2023 and we're still uh, dealing with this shit and, and, and having to talk about it. But so many people are cutting the cord. It, it's a huge problem, especially with baseball. We've talked about it before. Baseball is losing the younger crowd of fans. They've lost, you know, the Pirates, you know, almost lost a generation of fans when they were bad for so long. But 20-year-olds, millennials, then a lot of them don't have cable. They're going to streaming services like Apple TV and YouTube TV and everything. We just saw NFL Network, uh, not NFL Network, but the NFL uh, uh, Sunday Ticket is now went from the satellite, uh, DirecTV, to... YouTube TV, which I already have YouTube TV, so sign me up. There we go. And it's not even that, like, for to be able to watch every NFL game when you break it down per month, it's something like 30 or $40 a month. So it's not, um, it's not a, a crazy amount of money. But MLB needs to wake up, needs to get going with uh, this policy and get rid of the blackout policy. Um, so when I, speaking of the early days of North Shore 9, when we started this pod, uh, blog, site, podcast, all the things we were doing, uh, when Donardo and I started this, I was living in Cleveland. I know, Cleveland, enemy lines. And uh, I, I've, I've since righted that ship. I am, I am back in Western PA. But I was living on the west side of Cleveland, pretty much like in between Cedar Point and uh, downtown Cleveland. And I didn't, you know, I had my MLB TV package that I loyally and religiously uh, paid for and, and would subscribe to every year. 
And I think it was 2016. 2016, I watched games on my laptop. I watched it on the PlayStation through the MLB app. Never had an issue. 2017 comes. Suddenly, I'm getting blacked out now on my PlayStation. But when I would pull up my laptop, I'd be able to see the games. But it wasn't like every game. It was here or there. It would like change on how it would black me out. So I don't know what the situation was up there. There must have been some obscure cable package that offered AT&T Sports at that time in the Cleveland area. But because of that, it started blacking me out. So I move home. Um, you know, was, uh, of course, I think we, we were living at my in-laws. So we had, uh, we had AT&T sports for a couple years because, you know, uh, they're a little older, so they had their cable. So it never really was an issue, but again, ended up, you know, wife and I finally moved out, uh, moved into our own house. And uh, of course now it's an issue because I refuse to get cable we have YouTube TV and I, I have MLB TV. I have money that I'm paying to watch baseball games, but I can't watch the Pirates because MLB has this ridiculous outdated policy going on. So it's just, it's something that I I rant about on Twitter all the time. And I'm going to rant about it here because it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I'm going to keep ranting about it until they change us. Hopefully this is the last season we're in on it. But it's really, um, I just, look, I don't, I don't have the energy anymore <laughs> at my age with kids. I, I can't go, I'm not diving onto some random website to find some illegal stream that I got to put on. And then I got to do an ad blocker and close all these ads and, and, and try to do all this stuff. And then if you want to watch another game or flip from the game, you got to go completely out of that ad. Then you got to go find the stream again to go to it and, and get rid of the ads again. And it, it's just, I, I'm not doing all that. So I, I basically refuse at this point and I refuse to get cable. So I just don't really watch the pirate games, right? I, I watch, I follow along on Twitter as you guys, uh, obviously everybody does a great job on pirates, Twitter to, uh, to make it entertaining to follow the game on there. Um, or I'll pull up a, you know, the, the audio stream or just watch the the game after on the replay on MLB TV. Um, or, or the, what they do like the highlight, package where they basically condense the game in like a 10 minute video. So I'll do stuff like that, but it's, you know, it's a pain in the ass. It really is. And I mean, it's one thing when I was in Cleveland and not being able to get the pirate games, like the state of Iowa, which does not have an MLB team. It's got the field of dreams does not have an MLB team. If you're in, I don't know if it's all of Iowa, I think it pretty much is, but basically if you're in you know, some part of Iowa, you can get blacked out to six teams. Yes, the six teams, Cubs, Cardinals, White Sox, Royals, Twins, Brewers. You can't watch those games in Iowa, which is absolutely ridiculous because you're in that, I guess, driving distance area but you're not that close (laughs) like it's not like it's a you know drive from my house here in Elwood City to Pittsburgh to see the Pirates at PNC Park so absolutely ridiculous six teams and then like I hope if you're in Iowa you better be like a Yankees fan or something Uh, but even that like even if you're a Yankees fan or a Red Sox fan or a Pirates fan if they play the Cubs and Cardinals White Sox Royals Twins or Brewers which is a third of the league pretty much or fourth of the league no, what is that? Fifth of the league. Um, you can't watch the games. So when they're playing those teams, which are a lot of the schedule, you, you can't even watch those games. So 
absolutely ridiculous. Um, I was bouncing around before hitting record on the uh, MLB.com site and was looking at some of the blackout policy language they have in here. And it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. So they have this note in, in here. In addition, note, and there's three bullet points. Um, clubs located within the United States may be subject to home television territory blackout restrictions that may expand outside of the United States. <laughs> then it, the last one, all San Francisco Giants and Oakland A's live games will be blacked out in the U.S. territory of Guam. What? Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? I don't even know how that got started. But uh, yeah, I wanted to read that because it's just it just shows you the asinine of this of this policy. And I mean, they, these blackout policies with with NFL and stuff, too, they've been around for years, decades. And, it you know, it goes back to the day when owners were essentially they were afraid that, oh, because of the TV games being on TV now and the colored picture coming on that nobody was going to come to their games anymore, um, which is ridiculous because, number one, now all the money's in TV. You know, we've seen the, we've seen the MLB, you know, revenue sharing and the money they pull in from TV and everything. You know, like the money they get from ticket sales at this point is like gravy on top. So TV money is like where the bulk of it comes from and the band money and all that. So even to blame that, like now, it's just ridiculous. It's just going to the game. People are going to come to the game if you have a good product. Even when the Pirates are terrible, were terrible for 20 years and the past three years. Like, yeah, their attendance was low, but they people were still coming out. So, but if you put a winning team on the, the stadium, look what happens. 2013 to 15, 16, place was, place was sold out, place was packed. So people are going to come, people are going to watch on TV, but the blackout policy, it's just so, it's just so ridiculous. And, you know, so it's, they were afraid that people weren't going to go to their, to the stadiums. You know, now with the regional sports networks, you know, they pay all this money for, you know, the exclusive rights to, to broadcast the game and everything. Um, but MLB, like, like I saw an article last week, uh, that, that somebody posted on Twitter about how, you know, basically talking about the blackout policy and how it's outdated and needs, needs change. Cause it's losing viewership. And it said like, Oh, you know, could MLB start their own streaming service and, you know, pay for it. And would this, would this work? Like they already have it. What's MLB TV. Like you have the streaming service all ready to go. People are already paying for it. Like I pay for it and I, and I get blacked out of pirate games because I like watching the other games. I'll watch late night games. And especially when I can't watch the pirates, uh, I'll tune some other game on. So I pay for it now, but like I have money. I want to pay you money to watch my team, to watch all the games. Like let's figure something out here. Let's get the streaming service open to everybody and let's charge people one fee or monthly or, you know, the same way they do it now. But let's open it up to all the teams. This is just, it's ridiculous. We talk about this over and over again with baseball losing fans. And here we go. It's stuff like this. They're just so, it's just so outdated and just an archaic policy. And it needs to finally change. Um, I'm going to keep ranting about it until it goes away. But it just, it just blows my mind. And I will, uh, I'm going to keep being stubborn. Uh, with the Pirates, and I'll go to my you know handful of games uh, every year. May- maybe one in June coming up if Donardo uh, ever gets going on on one of these live podcasts or something. We might do it a game. 
Um, but I'll go to my games, you know, a couple games a year, a handful of games, take the kids, but let me watch some baseball. And the fact that even when I was up in Cleveland, I couldn't watch the Pirates, you know, play the Cardinals is completely ridiculous. And then if you're in Iowa and stuff, if I was in Iowa, I would really be ranting like daily on, on Twitter and, and everything I could. But, um, and then look at it. The regional sports networks are finally, like they announced they're going bankrupt. Bally's is going bankrupt. AT&T Sports. They basically said, we're done with this. We're pulling out of, you know, these regional sports. And maybe it's because people are cutting the cord and not subscribing to cable anymore. So you're not getting the money that you were from these uh, cable companies. So imagine that. Maybe you should, you know, adapt and adjust before you just end up, you know, keeping with the same policy and dying, which is where, you know, this stuff is headed sometimes when you think with MLB. So... I digress. Get rid of the blackout policy once and for all. It's time. It's time, people. All right. The next thing I want to talk about, that was my rant. Um, we're going to talk about everybody, everybody's favorite pirate, Andrew McCutcheon. And Andrew McCutcheon. So when it was announced this past offseason that the pirates had signed him, you know, the first thought, you know, everybody was, was pumped. I mean, huge news. Kutch is coming back. He's, he already lives in Pittsburgh. He's coming back home. Um, he wants to be here. You know, supposedly he reached out to Nutting and kind of got the, you know, the, the levers, you know, working and in, in behind the scenes and everything. And it was just elated joy. Like, you just thought opening day is going to be great. Uh, you know, when then A.J. Burnett was going to throw out the first pitch. Russell Martin's there. Neil Walker was calling the game in the booth. Like, you're just, you couldn't wait for opening day. But it was that elated joy that, hey, McCutcheon, the prodigal son, was coming back home um, for the Pirates. You know, and I, I don't think, at least my thought, and I think a lot of people's thoughts weren't about that his, like, performance. Like, no, nobody had these grand um, visions of him coming here and winning an MVP or something like it's 2013. Um, you know, Kutch is older now. He's, you know, had some years. He's still, you know, still a good hitter, but his numbers have declined over the years. Decline though. Um, but yeah, McCutcheon, what was he going into the season here? Uh, age 36. So yeah, you're not, you're not expecting too much from him. And there was, you know, talk, no one was even really sure how many games he was going to play, like, or, you know, what his role was going to be. Is he going to be in right field? Is he going to be basically DHing? So you just kind of thought, okay, great. Hey, he's going to get 200, 250, 300 uh, at bats. He'll play here and there. And, you know, if he hits a couple home runs, it'll be fun. And it'll be like old times. And, you know, he'll sell some tickets, you know, go, go Nutting's wallet. And, uh, yeah, sell the tickets and just come out and people have a good time at the ballpark. And you know, the season started and, you know, he's in the opening day lineup and then he's playing more and more. And it's pretty much played every game. Um, you know, I think he, he sat a, a couple games here. He's got 16 games already. And what are we, 10 and 7? So there you go. He, he's played he's played pretty much every game but one. And his performance has been <laughs> unbelievable. Like, Andrew McCutcheon has an OPS plus at w- over 150. Now, the last four years with the Phillies, his OPS plus, which 100 is average, he had 116, 102, 109, and last year with the Brewers, 99. So he basically, you know, still had the power. 
He hit 17 home runs last year, but hit 237 average, 316 on base. And like I said, league average hitter uh, as far as OPS plus goes. Comes to Pittsburgh, a place where he wants to be, place where he lives, his family's at. He's had the success here, the playoffs, the wild card game, the MVP, the MLB, the show cover. And dude, McCutcheon is lighting it up. He's already got three home runs on the year. This is at time of recording. Three home runs on the year. I mean, he's got three stolen bases. The speed's still there. He's hitting 302, 418 on base, 528 slugging percentage, 946 OPS. Like, dude, McCutcheon still has it. Like, what, you know, and you're, you look at this. So, you know, and I, I think back to a couple people, and I always said this, you know, there's something to be said for, wanting to play or, or being comfortable and, and wanting to play where you want to be. And you see, you know, a lot of the times in sports, you know, basically guys are hired guns. You know, they, they, they go to the highest offer. They, they get traded. The team trades them to wherever they hit free agency. And, you know, they kind of get, get their agent and they go to, you know, bunch tour, a bunch of teams that are interested in them. And they go to usually the highest offer. And that's, that's the reality of sports these days. But every once in a while, you get that contract, maybe later in someone's career, like it is with Kutch, where somebody wants to be there and he wants to get back to you know either his hometown or where he played before or just somewhere uh, that's just more comfortable to them. And we've seen it in, in a couple examples throughout sports. Um, we saw it last year with Albert Pujols. I mean, Albert Pujols was MVP candidate every single year. All-star was, you know, top of the top of the uh, leaderboards in the NL home runs runs hits slugging percentage on base I mean Albert Pujols was the guy for the Cardinals he goes to the hits free agency the Cardinals basically say hey you're 30 we're washing their hands of this you can go somewhere else goes to the Angels was it was a pretty good decent hitter still for a couple years and then he got into the you know 30s mid 30s of his uh, of his age and his career and started to decline and Albert Pujols uh, in 2021 at an 89 OPS plus, 236 average, 17 home runs. Just you know, was he was hitting some power, but he was just wasn't the same player as what we saw. What does he do last year? Signs with the Cardinals is just kind of one of this sentimental. Hey, I'll sell some tickets, go back home, have a good time. And I mean, Pujols had a ridiculous year last year. Only played 109 games. But 24 home runs, had a 155 OPS plus, which is pretty much where uh, McCutcheon's is at right now. And yeah, 345 on base, his average was up, slugging percentage was up, home runs was up, RBIs, walks, everything just across the board was up. And, you know, he wanted to be back in St. Louis for that last year to go around with the fans and everything. Um, To look at a Pirates example of this before Kutch, I even think of A.J. Burnett, sort of Twice with A.J. Burnett. So A.J. Burnett came here from New York, from the Yankees. He played in the Bronx, and you know, you know, we hear all the times about how it is with Yankee fans, especially if you're struggling. And A.J. Burnett came from New York, where he had two straight seasons of ERAs in the fives. He came to Pittsburgh, had a great year, 200 innings, 3.5 ERA, 3.52 FIP, um, and had a great year for the Pirates. Had the playoffs. Um, success in, in 2013 and he left to go to Philadelphia comes 
decides that's bad after he has he had a you know mediocre year in in Philadelphia ended up getting a 4.59 ERA uh lost 18 18 games which who cares about a pitcher's record but that 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 was the worst in uh, the NL and comes back to Pittsburgh in 2015 figured out he was uh you know hey maybe this was wasn't the greatest move I'll go back to Pittsburgh where the people want me and and I'm I'm comfortable there and everything and and AJ Burnett was great again 3.18 ERA from a 4.59 um you know strikeouts were about the same but walks walks uh, were down uh, FIP was lowered and it's just and then you know AJ Burnett was 38 at that point and retired but even in those two examples it shows you that it's just if you're in the place you want to be, you know, there's something to be said for it. It's just the comfortableness of it. And players that, hey, they may be at the end of their career and they may be, you know, some people think busted goods, but look at the years they put up. Look at the year Albert Pujols put up and look at the years AJ Burnett had um, at the end of his career. And look at the year right now that eight, that Andrew McCutcheon's having. And I know it's 16 games in. It, you know, it's obviously a small sample. I'm, I'm not uh, saying that, you know, McCutcheon's going to have a 157 OPS plus the rest of the year, but the dude still got it. And and he's he's kind of embracing that leadership role with the with the young guys, him and Santana. And, uh, you know, I, I love to see it. it. It's just McCutcheon and McCutcheon is the is Pittsburgh and the Pirates. And, you know, we'll see where this season goes. It's been absolutely entertaining to watch so far. Um, through the first couple weeks of the season in April. Um, but who knows? Maybe the Pirates hang around and uh, compete in a playoff race, a wild card race, now that like MLB allows 16 teams uh, to get in, basically. Uh, maybe the Pirates can hang around and, and cause some... Uh, Cause some drama late in the season, but dude, McCutcheon's doing it. Like it's just you know, like I said, I, everybody I think's first thought when he signed here was, "Wow, like that's going to be a great moment, a goosebumps moment on opening day. It's going to be cool seeing him all year." Um, but I'll be honest, I kind of had the I kind of had the thought of, man, this could really go south because if McCutcheon comes here. As the big crowd, you know, the crowd ovation and opening day and selling tickets and people are going to be all coming out to the ballpark to see him. Age 36, you know, hit 237 last year, hit 222 the year before. If he struggles and like continues to decline, like it could get kind of ugly. And I'm saying like ugly, like people are going to just boom McCutcheon out of the ballpark. I don't know if I see that, but just it's just going to go sour real quick. And that's the thought I had in the back of my head was. Oh boy, you know th- this could this could be a nice moment at first, and then could really go south quick. And even like I think the first week of the season, first couple of games, it was like McCutcheon was batting third and, and stuff, and it's like, oh, wh- when's when's Shelton going to drop him in the lineup? If you know guys like Cruz and and Santana and stuff are hitting, but McCutcheon just started hitting, and then really hasn't stopped. So uh, and he's walking. I mean, eleven walks in in sixteen games, only eight strikeouts. I mean. Last year, he struck out 124 times and walked 57. And now he's got more walks than strikeouts in this small sample. So it it really is, um, I think, a, a testament to what I would say back when, you know, A.J. Burnett was here and stuff that it, there's something to be said for playing where you want to be. And, you know, he signed here and it may have not, maybe he could have gotten more money elsewhere. Um, you know, maybe not. I don't know if nothing was going to, ha- was handing out the highest offer to him, but it was something that he reached out and he wanted to do. And he's kind of showing, 
maybe other teams that didn't uh, call him that, you know, whoops, uh, he still got it. But again, you look at his performance in Philadelphia and in Milwaukee, uh, was still hitting for power, was still an everyday major leaguer, but it just wasn't um, wasn't the MVP catch that we saw. And, you know, so most teams kind of shot away from that. And here we are uh, a couple weeks into the season and McCutcheon is killing it. And I just, I can't be more happy for him, um, the Pirates. And it's fun right now. It is entertaining. Uh, you know, uh, Jim and Donardo talked about it on Starbucks this week. And it's, these games are entertaining. And you go back to, think about last year. I mean, last year, mid-season, even, you know, in April or mid-season. You know, Pirates are losing games ridiculous fashion. You know, getting blown out was that game in Cincinnati. They lost like 20-something to nothing. It's just the games are entertaining. They're winning. The pitching's looking, you know, a lot better than I think uh, people envisioned. And uh, and that's even without any Rodriguez and, and guys that are still in the minors that should be up here and are not. And uh, they're they're getting the job done. And McCutcheon's one of that. McCutcheon's a big part of that. And you know we've gone from maybe McCutcheon. It's a nice come home, warm, fuzzy feeling, but he's probably going to play like a hundred games or something. To hey, McCutcheon might be playing most of the season. You know, obviously, knock on wood, um, health wise and stuff, he stays healthy. But yeah, this is looking like he hasn't missed a beat. Um, in in yeah, I can't I can't stress about it enough. It's been fun to watch, and uh, I'm interested to see where the rest of the season goes. So. Of course, I will be watching from afar from Twitter and, uh, you know, uh, our 90 minutes uh, tape delayed pirate games because thanks MLB blackout policy, I can't watch the games on TV. So, uh, but that's how I'll be watching. But, uh, but that is it for me this week. Um, thanks everyone for listening and follow North Shore 9, follow me at Rounder829. Uh, my personal account. And uh, yeah, I will talk to you guys next week. Peace. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you. And let's go Bucks.